A reappraisal is the process where all property, both land and buildings, are revalued to their current market value. Gaston County's next reappraisal will happen in 2023. Tax Director Chelsea Tarbush and the Reappraisal Coordinator Ryan Dobbins join us today to give us the inside scoop. So welcome back to another episode of Savvy Citizen. We're here today with Dandrea Bradley, Chelsea Tarbush, our tax director, and Ryan Dobbins, our reappraisal coordinator, um, because we have a reappraisal coming up. And so we want to talk a little bit about what that's going to be like for residents, um, things to know about, and also some online tools that the tax department has to make things a little easier this year. So um, why don't y'all introduce yourselves a little bit and so we can get to know um, who our lovely tax people are. Okay, so I'm Chelsea Tarbush. I'm the tax director. Uh, I'm Ryan Dobbins. I am the reappraisal coordinator. And how long have y'all been working for the county? So I've been here since 2016 uh-huh. um, in various roles, and I've been the tax director interim since June and then officially since October. Uh-huh. I actually year. started at the Gaston County Landfill. Um, and then moved over into an appraisal role in 2013, and I've been in an appraisal role since then. Awesome. So you've this is not your first rodeo in terms of reappraisals. No, this is actually my third reappraisal. Awesome. So what's that like for y'all, kind of on the on the back end? If we're going to pull the curtain back, because um, I know this is you know this is kind of a you go through cycles. We do a reappraisal what every four years. That's correct. Um, so how is this year different from other years for y'all? So this year from other years, I'll, I'll get into a little bit and then I'll let Ron take over some because he does more of the, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of it. Um, but the market and the economy and the growth that we've seen in Gaston County is unlike what we've seen in the past. Um, you know, Mecklenburg County and some other surrounding counties saw some growth in 2019 that Gaston County did not see at that time. I mean, we have since seen that. And, you know, everything going on with the market right now, you know, everybody's worried because these values go into effect January 1 of 2023. We've been working on this reappraisal since 2019. um, And we are finalizing all of our values um, and watching the market as everything goes right now. But we are on a four-year cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, State law mandates eight years. But Gaston County Board of County Commissioners did a resolution and we do every four years. The last one was in 2019. We actually received a letter from um, DOR stating that we had a mandatory reappraisal anyway, so we just stayed on track for our 23. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where we are now, and Ron, I'll let you get into that. Yeah, so anytime we start a reappraisal, we start with um, field review. Um, That, you know, people kind of get it under the assumption that we do everything from a computer and we just pull values and do this and that. No, we actually physically go to each property. Um, obviously Gaston County having the rural side, you know, not every property can be physically obtained because people are very private and they do have gates, but, you know, we do find our ways of getting to see the physical condition of it. The problem with that is, you know, we, we run into a situation where we started in 2019. Well, things changed over the course of those years. Things have changed a lot since 2019. I can think of one big thing that happened. Right. (laughs) Right. So, so we, you know, we've been, so I'll, I'll give you an example. I was actually in, a, in an appraisal role in Stanley in 2019 doing field review. So, you know, we haven't looked at Stanley from a field review side of it since 2019, you know, and then we've got 110,000 pieces of property now in Gaston County. At 
the start of 2019, we had 106,000 pieces of property. So the development has very much changed how we've, you know, went about this. But we have seen the county. We've gone through it. We've looked at it. Um, and now we're in the process of final review, which is close to about 97% done on the residential side. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're working towards the commercial side next. Um, so very much growth, very different county than when we, when we started this reappraisal. Mm -hmm. um, and a very unusual market for everybody to be involved in. So. Mm -hmm. I want to back up to the, the reappraisal schedule, mm -hmm. whether it's four years or eight years. What's, is there an advantage or disadvantage to doing it every four years versus every eight years? What's the logic behind making that change? So there is an advantage to do it every four years over every eight years. Over every eight years, you're losing some of the value that you could be capturing in the market. Um, the workload, the, I mean, you just can't stay on top of that every eight years. And more than likely, you're going to receive a letter anyway during that eight years mandating that you complete a reval sooner than that eight-year period. Why would you? What What is it that triggers a mandatory revaluation? So North Carolina Department of Revenue um, does sales assessment ratios. And everybody, you know, the, the target is 100% of market. Um, if you fall below that 100% to 85% or you go above that 100% to 115%, those two numbers will trigger a reappraisal. So if you're above or below 15%, mm -hmm. then they will send you a letter and saying, hey, you know, you, you've, you do not meet this threshold anymore and you need to do a reappraisal. And then I think they give you two years to do, um, to conduct that reappraisal. Like mm -hmm. we got our letter in 21 and we had to complete one by 24 we were already on a 23 schedule we just stayed on that yep um a lot of counties again it's state mandated for eight years a lot of counties have went to a four-year cycle just because you're on that cycle even if you get that letter yeah then you're already prepared for it you're not trying to cram you know three and a half years worth of work into a year and a half two-year time frame yeah that makes a lot of sense and mm -hmm. it's also in terms of like sticker shock from a mm -hmm. from a homeowner standpoint it's a lot more gentle, maybe, because the price isn't going to change as much as it would in four years and as it would in eight years. Well, if you just look at 2019 to now, 2023 is what we're aiming at mm -hmm. or what our values are going to be at. You know, you've seen the market. <clears throat> if you've bought or sold in this market, then you know the trends, you know the values. Mm -hmm. Had we not done a 2019 reappraisal and our last reappraisal been eight years ago and we're going to a 23 reappraisal, could you imagine the sticker shock that they would have yeah, seen? Yeah, well, it sounds like right. the Department of Revenue yeah. wouldn't even let you get... We would not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, because the reappraisal is basically just a snapshot of right. the values at that time. And then you've got to stick with that snapshot for your tax, for your taxing purposes for the next however many years. That is correct. Unless there is additions or deletions um, or you appeal your property value or something changes mm -hmm. your property value, then that's the only time that you would not stick to that snapshot, that January 1, 23 date. So, you know, Ryan likes to use the term, if you have a pool and you fill it in, you know, that's going to change your value. Um, if a house burns down, that's obviously going to change the value during that four-year period. Um, so things like that we look at, but for the most part, it is that snapshot as of January 1 of the reappraisal year. Mm -hmm. So I have a question. How do you figure up the value of these homes? Like, is there a certain percentage you're looking for? Is there a threshold? Like, how does that work? You want to take that? So I can kind of go into that a little bit. So, when, you know, we are on that schedule. And mm -hmm. so next year around this time, we'll start that schedule for the next four years. So what we do is we do a cost study. So mm -hmm. we do a cost study based on construction materials, 
what things are being paid for per square foot, brick, you know, vinyl, hardy plank, all of the materials going into residential and commercial properties. We'll do that cost study. Um, and then we will apply it to our schedule of values. So once we get the schedule of values approved, what we do is we basically go and look at that pre-review status of each property, and then we go into the final review stage. And what we're doing is we're looking at the sales over that four-year period. Everything closer to the, the effective date of the reappraisal, which is January 1, 2023, for this reappraisal, that's what we're looking at in terms of the market, the, what things are selling for in the market, over those four years, but what we do is we look at a trended sales approach. So and if what a lot of people are worried about is if the economy tanks and you know things start to fall drastically right, right before 2023, we will adjust how we're trending our, our neighborhood factors and, and what we're valuing properties at. Um, so and I, I can go a little bit more into detail, but there's a lot that goes into it. Um, well, well, mostly go what, ahead. Go, mostly go into what, what is the detail? Right. <laughs> Most, mostly what we are looking at in terms of your values based on what sales are. What sales are um, open market transactions. You've put your you put your property on on the market. Um, you've exposed it to that for, so that the market can see it, um, and you agree with somebody on a sale price. Um, those are the things that my team analyzes over the course of a reappraisal, um, and those are the things that go into affect your property value. And, and in, in short, what he's saying is what the market is at, 100% fair market value, is what we look at the year of the reappraisal. Let's take a break to hear a word from our sponsors. Oh, wait, just kidding. We don't have sponsors. These are just some cool things happening in and around Gaston County. If you're a fan of country music, you're not going to want to miss this. The Gaston County Public Library is hosting free showings of each of the eight episodes of the Ken Burns documentary series, Country Music, each Tuesday in February and March. The free showings are at 6 p.m. in the Carol Reinhardt Auditorium. Okay, so now you mentioned something about looking at the sale of materials, price of materials, all that kind of stuff. Now, do you take into account inflation? Because right now, you know, we're dealing with inflation. We're dealing with, you know, higher interest rates. How does that factor in? That's part of it. You know, mm -hmm. that's part of the cost. You know, once they, you know, it's, it's supply and demand. Once people wanted more construction material and they, and they did inflate the, they, they did inflate the market. Um, but that's, that's part of it. Um, we, we've seen more companies coming in and buying things and, you know, we're, we're, we're cautious of those things. Um, and we understand that that inflates the market a little bit more. And we, we've been very good about analyzing those sales um, going forward um, in terms of what we're doing. So, and to piggyback on that, so we look at 100% of market, fair market value is what we're looking at. Um, of course, the things that drive the market is inflation, you know, mm -hmm. supply and demand, stuff like that. So that may increase the prices in the market. So that is taken into account. Um, but like Ryan said, you know, it has to be an arm's length transaction. It can't be, you know, a dad selling his property to his daughter for a very reduced rate. And it was never on the market to where somebody else could openly buy that property or at least offer um, to buy that property. So we, they look at that. That's the sales that they look at. Um, so we use qualified sales to determine the 100% fair market value. Gotcha. 
Let's talk a little bit about the stuff that y'all are doing to get the word out about the reappraisal. I know that y'all have been just going out into the community, having community meetings. Um, so how have those been going and um, what are you going to continue to do as we ramp up to the time when people are actually going to receive their new reappraised tax bills? So Ryan's probably been given this presentation in his sleep. He's given it so much. Um, we started in May um, with the community outreach. We... Our first meeting was realtors associations. We've done churches, civic organizations. Um, we've done the senior citizen center, home associations, homeowners associations. We've actually got our last one is a condo association. Um, we've held meetings for county employees. We went to public libraries. Um, you name it, we've been there. <laughs> we've had better luck at some places than others as far as people showing up. We've received the same questions pretty much across the board, mm -hmm. um, regardless of where we are in the county. During these meetings, we did a live stream video to where people could show up at the Harley B. Gaston Forum. Um, we put that on Facebook as well. It's on YouTube, so people can watch that. But, you know, what we've been doing is just really trying to get out there and educate our citizens mm -hmm. to know um, what a reappraisal is, how it affects you, and if you disagree with your value, how you can go about appealing that value. And that leads into some, some of the tools that we have. So basically, we are giving access to the citizens everything we have. Um, and you can go to our website, We Value Gaston 2023. Um, and there's my property value on there. That takes you to Comper. You can actually see sales comparisons uh, of your property in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um you can see pictometry, which is Ryan jokes about appraising property from the air. We don't do that, but you can do that. Um, <laughs> you can even measure your property from the air. Um, we have Comper portal, pictometry. Uh, you can appeal. your a, a new module that's coming out that we haven't put out there yet for everyone is you can schedule an appeal online. Um or you can appeal online. You're not going to schedule them online. You can appeal online, and we're actually going out. So we're stopping our reappraisal meetings beginning of December. We're going to start meeting with the towns to discuss numbers with the towns. We will send reval notices in mid-February. Mm -hmm. um, once you receive that notice, you've got 30 days from the date of that notice to appeal your property value on the informal side, and then the formal side goes to the Board of Equalization and Review. Um, so what we're doing is working with different municipalities to actually go out into the community and sit down with the citizens and actually come to them so they can appeal their property value in Cherville or Bessemer City or Belmont mm -hmm. instead of having to come to downtown Gastonia mm -hmm. to the admin building where it's going to be hard for them to try to find parking and all that stuff. So that's another thing that we started this year that we've not done in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and we actually had a meeting on that yesterday because we're going to be dispatching three different teams You'll have two appraisers and a uh, property tech that's going to be out in these areas meeting with citizens and walking them through the appeals process. Mm -hmm. So when you are looking at an, an appeal, what are the kind of things that y'all are looking for? Like what are the kind of reasons that you might notice, oh, this value actually was maybe incorrect? What are some of the top reasons for that? Well, the, the top reason that people appeal, but it's not a, a reason to appeal your value is, I don't, I don't want to pay that much in taxes. But your value is just one piece of the puzzle. So you've got your value, you've got your tax rate, you add those, or 
you do the calculation with those two to get your annual tax bill. So people know that and they'll do that and they'll be like, well, yeah, I agree that I can sell my property for this price, but I don't want to pay the taxes on this property. Yeah, because 50% of $10 is a lot less than 50% of $100. Right. And so that's the largest complaint that we've seen is what am I going to pay on my annual tax bill? But again, that has nothing. I mean, it does have to do with your value. And there's a calculation that goes into place, but that's not a reason to appeal your value. Reasons to appeal your value, do we have your square footage wrong? You know, do we have uh, 10 pools? You've got a (laughs) hole in your roof that we're we're not aware of. You know, I tell people a lot of times, and I don't mean to interrupt, but, you know, I tell people a lot of times, you know, if your house burns on December 30th, we need to be aware of it. You know, right, hold yeah. on to your fire report. Um, it's what's there as of January 1st of 2023 mm-hmm. um, or any given year. So what is there as of the first of the year is what you're going to be paying taxes on. Um, so, and there's other things that go into it as well. You know, you people understand who their neighbors are. And I, I, I use myself as a, you know, a joking matter a lot because my neighbors are always you know, cut their grass on time. Well, I'm in the office all the time and, you know, so my grass is always growing. Well, if you've got a giant field next to you and you live in a residential community, you know, those are things that affect your value. Am I going to pay more for a house because of, you know, this neighbor who can't maintain their property? No, I'm probably not. I'm probably going to pay you less because I don't want to live next to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the kind of things that we try to tell people. We're not aware of everything that goes on inside of your property. Mm-hmm. You, you may have immaculate windows, a brand new roof, you know, brand new air conditioning unit, but you may have a 1950 kitchen. Mm. You know, those are things that we need to be made aware of. Your house can look excellent on the outside and be nothing on the inside. Mm-hmm. So those are reasons for appeals. And yeah. those, are, those are valid reasons for appeals, you know, stuff that we don't understand. And there, there are definite outside influences that affect your property value that we don't always see when we're visiting. Mm-hmm. And something to take into account is if you appeal your property value and you're thinking then it's going to go down, it could stay the same, it could go down, or it could go up. Mm-hmm. So it's not a definite, well, I'm going to appeal and it's either going to stay the same or it's going to go down. No, you may appeal and tell us that you removed you know, an outbuilding, but we also had the square footage of your house wrong. And so when you appealed your property value, that also came to light. So that's something to take into account is you need to, you know, that's why we're going out is we're telling people, look at your property, review it, make sure what we have on your property record card is correct. There's a survey on the website that you can go in and say, you know, this is how many bedrooms, bathrooms I have. Here's all the physical characteristics of my house and submit that to us. We will take it it actually goes to like four or five different people in our office and it starts to get worked right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can look at that. So that's something that people that are appealing need to take into account that it doesn't automatically mean because you appeal your property value that it's going to stay the same or go down. So quick question. I'm thinking about all the new building that's going on in the county. So if you live in an older house, say, off Union Road, for example, and they're building brand new houses across the street from Union Road Church. Is that going to affect the value of your property? That your house may be may have been built in say 1970s or 1980s, but then you have these brand new constructions like literally around the corner. How does that affect the value? So it can go and it, it can affect the value. But one of the things that we look at is also the age of the home. So your home is older. So your home is not going to be valued the same 
as the home that's just being built unless you have a custom home that's been completely remodeled or something like that. But there are different factors that go into value in a, a home. Um, age, condition, physical characteristics of the home. Um, you know, if your home is 1,500 square foot ranch and the homes across the street are 3,000 square foot, you know, vinyl siding homes, there's going to be some differences there. Hey, citizens, are you feeling savvy yet? If not, let's take a break and hear about some cool things happening in and around Gaston County. Registration for the 2023 Gaston County Senior Games is right around the corner. We saw record participation in 2022 with more than 350 folks that are 50 and over taking part. Now you can get in on the action. The kickoff ceremony is at 10 a.m. on Saturday, February 4th at the Gaston County Senior Center in Dallas. Registration for the games runs the entire month of February. For more information, visit the Parks and Recreation page at gastongov.com. Just because they're right across the street from you doesn't necessarily affect you from a standpoint of what your neighborhood. That could be a brand new subdivision where that neighborhood is only affecting that neighborhood. So we do what's called neighborhood delineation where we like for like. Mm-hmm. Now, now we do live in a little bit of a weird time where people are going into older neighborhoods, you know, tearing down houses and putting up a brand new one that they just, you know, build in two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And those will affect your property value because they're a part of your neighborhood now, but that's a part of the market. And we understand that. Um, and that's where we're doing analysis over that four-year period to make sure, okay, we have you listed correctly. We understand that the age of your home is reflective of when the neighborhood started and we have these new homes coming in, but we're going to value them, you know, like-for-like properties. And I think that's a misconception for people because they think just because these brand-new houses are coming in, you know, they're $300,000, $400,000 homes, that it's going to cause your property value to go up. So I think that's a good, you know, that's a good point that you make. Yeah, it's it, it's a very big misconception, and we've actually received that question a lot at some of these meetings is because you've got an older home that's been in an area well, they're coming in and building a brand new house right beside of it. They bought the home and tore it down. Or you're in a older neighborhood and they're coming in and taking it down to, you know, and, and remodeling the entire house. Well, you've got a different property than what it was, you know, 50 years ago. Exactly. So that stuff has to be taken into account. And that's something that people don't realize. They just see what their neighbor's home is selling for. And they're like, oh, no, I can't pay taxes on this. Mm-hmm. So change, switching gears just a little bit. Um you know, we for the past couple of years, the county has been implementing its first ever strategic plan, and we've put a lot of extra emphasis on good customer service, um, being good stewards of public resources, and just holding our employees to the highest standards in terms of professionalism and education. And I bring this up because I know that the tax office has um, has has gotten some awards, has gotten some recognition recently um, in terms of new certifications and just y'all are going above and beyond. And so I want you to talk about that a little bit. Okay. So um, a lot of, we've actually in the past two years got probably five or six. Five, I know five off the top of my head and one who actually left another county to yes. take a promotion. So we've got five or six people in our office um, 
that have received international designations either for assessment administration, um, residential evaluation specialist. Um, I think that's the two. Oh, and cadastral mapping. We have a cadastral mapping. Uh, what is that word, cadastral? <laughs> so it, it's a it's a our GIS. It's our okay. mapping. So it's a yeah. <laughs> that's a word I've not heard before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all these designations are pretty rigorous. The process you have to go through is five or six classes. You have to pass um, the test for each individual class. Then you have to sit for an eight-hour case uh, case study exam, and then you do a four-hour master exam, and you have to be successful on all this. Um, and these designations that we've received or these individuals have received have been through the International Association of Assessing Officers. Um, we also received, it took us um, a little less than a year, the CEAA, which is the Certificate of Excellence in Assessment Administration. And so that's a designation for the jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And so it's a 13-chapter. Ours came out to a little over 500 pages. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Yes. So we had to write this. They give you questions, and you have to answer them and give examples and explanations and, you know, how you – how you're valuing property, what's your policies, procedures, your standards, and what you're real, what it's really doing is you're taking a deeper dive into the nuts and bolts of how you do things, and you're comparing them to industry industry standards, which mm -hmm. is the international industry. Um, and if you're successful, you have to pass all 13 chapters with a score of, I think it's 80% mm -hmm. on each chapter. So it's not even like 70, it's an 80%. And if you fail just one of the chapters, it's You have to rewrite that over. chapter. Yeah. Well, you've got, you get one grading. Okay. And then if you are unsuccessful on a chapter or two, then you can rewrite those chapters or those questions because it's weighted. So each question has different scores. Mm -hmm. Um and then you can submit it again for review of grading. And we actually received that June, and we actually took a lot of the staff. So we created a task force. There was about 10 of us, 10 or 11 of us that worked on it. Um, and we took those that wanted to go to Boston to our International Association Conference to receive that award because, I mean, it's huge. There's seven counties in North Carolina, seven or eight counties in North Carolina out of all 100 that have this award. Yeah. So it was a huge awesome. undertaking. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And I and I hope that when people hear this, they just know how hard our tax department is working to get things right. Um, mm -hmm. And and that, you know, people here just really care about doing a good job and doing right by the citizens. And that's been with this um, community outreach plan. What we've been telling everyone is, you know, we're here. Even if it's just one person that shows up to the meeting, we go through the full presentation We'll sit there and talk to them for 30 minutes and answer every question they got. We'll look at their property. We'll talk to them about it. And the reason we're doing that is we're trying to be very transparent and show that we're not the bad guys. We're being fair. We're being equitable. We don't want, you know, we, we want the tax burden to be to everybody paying their own portion instead of it being an unfair burden to some instead of others. Um, but we are in a very weird market right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so especially with COVID and everything that happened during that four-year cycle. So, you know, we've seen a lot of ups and downs and we're just kind of going to continue and trend. I mean, see what the market is trending and go from there. But values go into effect January 1. And, you know, if the market drops, then that's something that we'll have to prepare for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll be here to answer questions for the citizens. There are some relief programs out there. 
We have information on our website. We have brochures, um, and that's across the state. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that Gaston County is doing particularly for its citizens. It's for everyone in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, you know, 65 or older, disabled veterans, stuff like that, then there's some stuff out there that may be able to help them, but there's income requirements that have to be met. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up, remind us of the dates that we're working with here. When are the tax bills going to go out and when's the timeline for uh, appeals, all of that? So values go into effect January 1, 2023. Um, we're going to send notices mid-February. That's not a tax bill. That's a value notice saying, hey, this is what your value is going to be for 2023. Um, you can start appealing from that point. The appeal process goes through the informal process and the formal process. It's like a three-step process. That will go, we are going to send tax bills, um, we'll be hitting mailboxes July 21, and then they are due September 1, um, delinquent January the 5th of 2024. But there may be, because of the reappraisal, some people may get corrected bills because we are going to be sending bills in July. We're not going to, you know, push that back due to the reappraisal. So some people may get corrected bills due to the appeal process could possibly not be 100% complete by the time we run our billing file. But those people that would be affected would know that because they're actually going through the appeal process. Okay. Good information. Yeah, that appeal process probably would be running in through the middle of June. So, you know, we're going to be starting in March and we'll be running into the middle of June is what, what we're expecting. So like she said, you know, some people will be getting corrected bills if their value changes after we've sent bills, but they'd, they'd be made aware of that before we even gave them to them. So. Right. Is there anything else that y'all want to talk about before we wrap up? Um, anything we didn't hit on? Go to We Value Gaston 2023. Check out all the tools. Look at your property. Look at your neighbor's property. Um, it'll Very really come in handy if you want to appeal your property or if you're even thinking about appealing your property. Very good videos. Um, they're short. They're fast. Um, but they're all readily available at all times. Um, they, they walk, they can walk you through it or anybody on our staff can walk you through how everything works. Um, but definitely recommend watching those videos. Um, my property value, I tell this to people all the time. It's basically the Google search engine of property in Gaston County. Awesome. Um, (laughs) so, you know, you use your parcel ID number, you use address or ownership if you own multiple pieces of property. It's very, very good, very easy to work with. Um, it's probably our best tool that we've had and probably the best thing that we offer. So it's very, very easy to use. All right. Well, Ryan and Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, and we'll yes. see you again soon. Thank Thanks, you for so. having us. Thank you. The Savvy Citizen Podcast is a production of the Gaston County Communications Office. It is hosted by Janet Schaefer and Adam Gobb, and its senior field correspondent is Elizabeth McGee. Editor and producer is Joshua Braswell. Coming up next week on the show, we've got folks in from the Gaston County Museum of Art and History in their Animal Care and Enforcement Shelter, and they're telling us a little bit about a collaboration that, well, is a little unusual, but it has a tremendous success story.